We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? It is Luca here, back with another Raptors Nation podcast. Hope you're all doing well on this final day of February. We got a lot to talk about in today's show. I'm going to be talking about the Raptors playing better lately, Grady Dick's emergence, and then we're going to be taking a look at the current Eastern Conference playing race. The Raptors did lose the other day, so that didn't help their playing chances. But at this point, I mean, they might have no choice but to goal for the plan so we'll take a look at how they stack up before we dive right into it do me so everybody hit a like on the video it helps it a ton and also sub it up over here on the raptors nation channel so you can keep up to date on all things raptors and also leave this podcast a nice five-star review apple itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast the raptors nation podcast coming to you every thursday here on youtube and also wherever you get podcasts so the Raptors, for the first time all season, and for the first time in nearly a year, finally registered a three-game winning streak. Now, fortunately, they weren't able to extend it, coming up short against the Mavericks, who proved to be too much. I mean, Luka Doncic was simply remarkable, and then it was the Kyrie Irving show in the fourth quarter as Dallas got the win. But overall, the Raptors still playing a lot better post-All-Star break. 3-1, and one, and even in that Dallas game, I know it was a little bit one-sided there in the fourth, but the Raptors, they kept showing their toughness. They kept showing their willingness to be resilient and fight, and that's what I loved about the Raptors' effort. Even though they didn't come away with a victory, they were playing hard to the very end. They just couldn't get stops, but it's not like they just laid over and gave up. They were fighting until the end to try and, you know, trying to make that a game. Unfortunately, did not go their way. But that's what you want to see from a rebuilding team, right? You're not going to win all these games. You're not going to go on a six, seven, eight game winning streak. But if the Raptors can have, you know, more of what we've seen over the last four, continue on here to close up the season, you'll take that where this team looks good, win some games. And even in the games that they lose, they do show some fights. So the Raptors guys, they have been playing better. And, uh, 
before we get into like the Raptors playing better, I actually do want to say that the Raptors actually finally had their pizza party. I feel like this pizza party joke literally stemmed from Raptors Twitter. Shout out to Raptors Twitter. I think they honestly made this a story because if you remember, Darko never mentioned pizza. This was supposed to be a team dinner. This is a while, you know, Siakam was on the team and, uh, you know, OG. This was supposed to be a formal team dinner. And then all of a sudden the joke became because the Raptors couldn't get a three-game winning streak. Okay, once the Raptors do get that three-game winning streak, they're going to get pizza. And, you know, the joke kind of just generated so much buzz and everybody kind of ran away with it online. And then Emmanuel quickly added fuel when he took the Instagram and, you know, he had a caption about wanting this pizza. And then Grady Dick took the Instagram, sharing some photos with the caption uh, being the pizza emoji. So all of a sudden, you know, this formal team dinner turned into a pizza party and Ryakovich actually talked about it following the three-game winning streak when they beat the Pacers on Monday. And Darko basically said his guys are too humble and that, you know, pizza will do, paraphrasing here. But, yeah, no team dinner, no formal team dinner, that is. The Raptors did finally get their pizza Thursday from Maker's Pizza when IQ shared it on his Snapchat. And that pizza looked really, really good. So the Raptors, they finally did get their pizza party, guys. And they did get their pizza and they enjoyed it post-practice on Thursday. So just want to give you the important update of the pizza party because I know everybody was waiting for it. And again, just crazy how Raptors Twitter literally made that a thing and it got attention everywhere, everywhere online. You know, we even saw jokes made of it on, on national television, some of the sports programs that uh, you know, we're airing stuff. They mentioned the whole Darko Ryakovich three game winning streak pizza party. So I thought that was really, really cool. Okay. Now let's talk about the actual Raptors and, and them playing better without the whole pizza incentive. And you look at the Raptors guys, we've seen, you know, better ball movement. We're seeing a team that is very much buying into Darko Ryakovich's offensive system. They're playing hard on defense. And we're seeing a young core really start to blossom right before very eyes and develop that chemistry that you want to see them develop. You know, you look at a guy like RJ Barrett, it's crazy to think that, you know, he's going to have a full summer to develop with this Raptors team. I think RJ can just continue to get better and he can really be that secondary star piece, if you will, besides Scotty Barnes. It's RJ has really elevated his game since joining the Raptors. He's averaging 20 and a half points per game, a career high, six and a half rebounds per game, a career high, 3.9 assists a game, which is a career high, shooting it a career high, 55% from the field and 40 and a half percent from three and 14 of the 22 games with the Raptors. He's had at least 20 points. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Points. So... RJ has just been playing unbelievable. You look at the other player that came on in from the Knicks trade, Emmanuel Quickly over the last five games, 21.8 points, six rebounds, 5.2 assists per game on 49.4% shooting, 47% from three, 90% from the foul line. And Quickly has really, you know, come out of his shooting slump, which has been great to see as, you know, Emmanuel Quickly He's now had three or more made threes in four straight games, so he's been shooting a lot better. And then you look at Scotty Barnes, and, and Scotty's play has really stood out to me because we're seeing the maturity of Scotty learning from his past mistakes and really elevating his game. As Scotty Barnes, in his last five games since that down game he had against the Spurs where he left the bench early, Scotty's putting up 21.5, 10 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. 1.6 steals, 1.8 blocks. The Raptors are 3-1 and one with the league's number 7 net rating since the All-Star break. So their main guys are playing at their best level right now. This team is coming together. They're starting to win games. The bench is starting to form an identity as the Raptors bench has been a disaster all season long. But now we're seeing, you know, the bench start to come together. For sure, the mainstays from off the bench has been Grady Dick. We'll get to more on him in just a minute here. Abaji, who has been shooting it a lot better, and he's been showing some nice on-ball defense. And then Olenek, he's the type of guy the Raptors need. You know, a, a stretch big, the veteran presence, such a tremendous passer for his size. You know, it's been reported that he's going to sign an extension with the Raptors this summer, and rightfully so. Raptors definitely got to keep him. So that Jazz trade is looking very good in the early going here. Bruce Brown has been up and down. Obviously, you know, he's coming off a very bad game against the Mavericks as he was a big joke online with him, you know, missing the easy layup and just playing horribly. He shot an 0-4 from the field. So you like to see him get it going. And you know what? Who knows if he's going to be a long-term bench piece on this team because I still do think the Raptors are going to trade him this offseason. So even without Bruce Brown, I think you have some pillars here of a bench that can really start to build together. The Raptors starters have been playing a lot better. The bench is coming together nicely. You know, you look at this team, they got a nice young core guys like, you know, barbecue, uh, Barnes, Barrett quickly. You got a Baji, you got Grady Dick, all those guys, 25 and under. They got a bench that's been producing the last couple of games during this nice stretch from the Raptors. And then you look at what the Raptors are going to work with in their future, guys. They're going to have cap space to work with, you know, potentially $40 million this summer. So that's huge. That's significant. And then they're going to have draft picks at their disposal. Even if they don't keep their own draft pick, they're still going to have the Pacers pick, which if the Pacers keep losing, that's going to better the Raptors pick. And then they got that early second rounder. And then obviously they're going to have that extra 2026 first round pick in the deal for Siakam. And then whatever else, they get this summer. I, I still do think they're going to trade a Bruce Brown and hopefully they do get a first round pick back for him. 
you see this team, like there is. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, ad for right now by joining Wondery Plus. The light at the end of the tunnel. You know, this team, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot that they can continue to build on. And it just goes back to the fact that, thank goodness, the Raptors finally chose a direction. And, you know, even if they don't go on to make the play-in, which it's going to be awfully tough at this point, and even if they don't end up keeping their pick and they're kind of stuck in the middle there, there's at least a lot more optimism going into the future with this group still with so much untapped potential and so much more room to grow than there was at the start of the season with the group that they had coming in. Because I said it before, you know, even on my personal channel, I am much more optimistic about the future of this team now than I was coming into the season. And that is primarily because the Raptors finally chose a direction. They got a nice young compelling group of young players that are still only scratching the surface and they're going to have cap flexibility picks. So there's a lot that can still come moving on here. And, you know, it's just going to create a very good situation in Toronto. So there's still a lot more room to grow. It's going to be growing pains. I'm not saying this team's going to jump and all of a sudden be a playoff team next season, but there is a lot of room to grow because think about this guys, you know, Scotty, He's still got room to get better. RJ is going to have a full summer under this Raptors development. I, I really think he can be a guy who breaks out next season. Quickly hasn't even had a full season under his belt as a starter. Grady Dick's only 20 years old. Abaji, you know, looks to find a nice rhythm with this team after he was supposed to be in the Jazz's core, but that didn't pan out. The Raptors can revitalize him here. So there is a lot that they can work with. And so far, you know, coming out of this break, I've been very, very pleased from what I've seen. And it's been night and day, you know, compared to what we saw going into the break of a team that they got their young pieces healthy. They're out there playing. They're having a good time. They're competing hard. And you just hope this continues now to end the season, win or lose. So the Raptors, they are playing better and they're going to look to get back in the win column when they take on the Golden State Warriors. All right, now let's talk about Grady Dick, who has really been impressing me lately and a lot of people. He's been emerging, bursting onto the scene, and it's crazy because usually rookies slow down this time of year into the season, but Grady Dick's doing the opposite. Got off to the slow start, you know, people panicking, had my worries as well. But then Grady, you know, after getting off to that slow start, still struggling in 905, 
goes through that workout program, gets his body right. And then in his second stint here for the second part of the season, he has looked like a completely different player. And Grady looks just very, very confident. Night and day in his confidence. And that's been my biggest takeaway from Grady. He looked like a guy who didn't even want to touch the ball in the first part of his Raptors tenure. Now, he's looking, you know, coming off screens, wanting that ball. He's looking to touch the ball. He's looking to find his shot. And that's what you want to see with a young 20-year-old that's got so much more room to grow. You want him to be confident and step up and be willing to, you know, get the ball and take shots, especially in a rebuilding team. As you look at Dick, 10 straight games now with a three-pointer made. He's not only shooting it a lot better, but he's doing the little things better. And by little things, I'm talking about his moving off the ball, coming off screens, his willingness to give it, you know, some effort on the defensive end, his ability to put the ball on the deck, getting to the rim. We've seen some nice Grady Dick drives. His cutting ability has been awesome. You know, just knowing when to dash in and, and just being the good recipient of some passes from, you know, the likes of Olenek and Scotty Barnes. So all in all, Grady Dick now, he is really starting to find his groove. He's shooting at 65.9% in the restricted area and 40% from three in the mid-range area. And over his last 15 games, guys, Dick is shooting at 46.6% from the three-point line. And now this has brought up his overall three-point percentage to 38.1. So he has just completely changed the trajectory here of his first season. He's loving those corner threes, getting his shots to fall. I wanted him to take more shots in that game against the Mavericks after having an outstanding first half. But just the way he's coming off screens, I mean, he had a play in particular where, you know, in the game against the Mavericks, curled off a screen, caught it, and shot it, and it went in. It, it, it was shades of Rip Hamilton coming off a screen in his glory days with the Detroit Pistons. Like, that was just excellent to see Dick just command that confidence, come off the screen, demand the ball, shoot it, nothing but net. And you just want to see more of that from Dick. And, you know, it's such a good sign that his shot mechanics look better. His shot is falling. And then again, he's showing you some other things as well. He's showing that he can be more than just a sharp shooter, a spot-up shooter, a guy who can space the floor. And that's just going to make him even more dangerous. And really, to me, Dick has shown us that he could very well be a potential future starter for this team. Because look, Gary Trent Jr.'s future right now with the Raptors is very much up in the air. He's an unrestricted free agent. We know he's very inconsistent. His defense has really stood out, obviously, with the job he's been able to do with Trey Young before the injury and even with you know the time he spent covering a guy like Halliburton. But it's that inconsistency that is going to make the Raptors have to make a decision about his future here. Whereas if Dick can come in and, you know, fill that role of being the much more consistent, smarter decision maker, and then he can continue to get better as a defender, which is the part of his game that he needs to get better in. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. He can be that Gary Trent Jr. replacement. And I said, you know, uh, Grady Dick can replace Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup. He's only 20. A lot more upside, for sure, in Grady Dick right now than a guy like Gary Trent Jr. So instead of paying Gary Trent Jr., the Raptors might just roll the dice and make Dick the starter. Obviously, there's, you know, 20-something games to see more of Dick over an extended period of time. But from the sample size we have seen as of late, Grady Dick looks ready. He looks locked in. And he looks to be a guy who is going to keep getting better with this Raptors team. And it's great because a lot of the stuff we heard about in the offseason, post-draft, we're starting to see what Grady Dick can indeed bring to this Raptors team with a skill set. So Grady Dick emerging, he is looking very, very good. And he looks to be a very promising piece and somebody that can turn into a very solid great player for this Raptors future so gotta give Grady Dick a shout out man because I've personally just been loving watching his progression game to game and just watch solely just focusing in on him and just seeing how his body language is and how he's playing and really just seeing a kid who's growing with great confidence so you just hope that continues so Grady Dick awesome to see we'll see if he can finish up this season strong all right guys so I want to end today's video by talking about the uh, Eastern Conference play-in race. So, like I said at the top of the show, the Raptors are basically in no man's land in terms of being in a position where they can go for the play-in. They're still not out of it. I mean, they are four and a half games back now because of the loss behind the Hawks, but they're two games up on the Grizzlies for the sixth worst record. So, they're kind of in that in-between of like, What do we do? But I said it. I mean, with what this team has shown coming out of the all-star break, the improved play, the Hawks obviously being vulnerable, the Raptors being there, it seems like this team is going to go for the playing tournament. And and they are competing each game, trying to win. So you look at the situation right now. The Raptors have 23 games left. They're four and a half games back of the Hawks, who somehow are 2-0 post Trey Young. They've been playing a lot better with Trey Young. They're a half a game back of the Nets, and it's going to be very pivotal to see what happens this week because the Hawks and the Nets play each other twice to close out this week. The Raptors need the Nets, who they're closer to, to go out there and beat the Hawks both times because if the Hawks sweep the Nets here, it's going to make things awfully tough because they're going to you know, keep their distance away from the Raptors, whereas if the Nets win, that's going to potentially close the gap between the Raptors and the Hawks, especially if the Raptors can 
come away with a victory against the Warriors and then wrap up the week by beating the Hornets. So you look at it right now, the Raptors currently have the seventh worst record in the NBA. If the season ended today, they would have that seventh worst record. It would give them a 32% chance to land a top four pick. Now, you can't move from seven to six. Just it, It's just how the rules work with the draft lottery. So the only way the Raptors would be able to jump up and retain their 2024 first-round pick, which right now is owed to the Spurs top six protected, is if they jump into the top four from seven. And again, that's a 32% chance. So not a 0% chance. There's still obviously a chance there, but not as good of a chance. Where if they did pass the Grizzlies and leapfrog them in the reverse standings, which right now I don't see that happening because the Raptors are two full games up on the Grizzlies with their recent success here of winning games, the Raptors would have a 45.8% chance of keeping the sixth pick and keeping their pick. So 45 and 45.8% chance if the Raptors finish with the sixth worst record at the end of the year, which right now doesn't look likely. 32% chance of leapfrogging to the top four if they finish with the seventh worst record. So those are kind of the percentages the Raptors are dealing with. And then in the grand scheme of it all, Raptors four and a half games back of the Hawks with 23 games left. So again, not impossible, but Atlanta's going to have to go on a skid here and the Raptors are going to have to once again get hot and start a new winning streak if they want to close that gap. But look for the Hawks nets. Because like I said, the Raptors need the Nets to beat the Hawks. And what's also going to hurt the Raptors in, ter in terms of trying to catch the Hawks, especially if they don't lose these games here against the Nets, is the fact that they don't have another matchup against the Hawks head-to-head, -head, whereas the Raptors do have another matchup against the Nets head-to-head. -head. So, again, the Raptors definitely need a lot of good things to happen here. It's not impossible. 23 games is still a lot, but it's going to be tough to – you know, catch the Hawks. And at the same time, I don't see the Raptors slipping and being worse than the Grizzlies, who obviously are very injury riddled. So look, uh, I said it before, you know, I wanted to see how the Raptors were going to come out of the all-star break. I said it actually on this podcast last week. Raptors came out of the all-star break, playing much better, winning games, and it looks like they're in it to win now. It looks like, you know, this team is focused on the plan. Darko even said that's their goal of focusing on winning and getting that playing experience. And I'm okay with that because there's a big difference between making the plan as a young group who's got so much room to grow with each other and that's so young like this Raptors core versus making the plan last season when the Raptors had that version of the team where they had hit their peak. We knew that team wasn't going anywhere. Like we knew they, they were here. They, they had no upside. They stalled that's when you don't want to be ignorant and make the plan. But when you have a team here that can go from here to here in a couple of years, that's when you honestly want that playing experience if you can get it. So much different circumstances, much different situation. Raptors, looks like they're gunning for the plan. We'll see if they get it. Or, you know, alternatively, if they somehow fall in the standings, they can still keep that 2024 first-round pick. But if they don't, just a reminder, it would convey – this year to the Spurs, and then the Raptors do not owe the Spurs any more picks going down the stretch. They can get out of jail and just focus on the futures. So there are pros and cons to both sides. Let me know what you want to see the Raptors do, though. Do you want to see them push for that plan or fall in the standings to keep their pick? Let me know your comments down below. As that will conclude today's episode of the Raptors Nation podcast, 
Thank you so much for watching, guys. Drop a like, subscribe. Again, leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. Thank you so much for watching. I will catch you all again tomorrow night after the Raptors take on the Warriors. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.